patients, and families are Stoughton Hospital's number one priority. To provide trusted health information to our patients and community, we present Stoughton Hospital Health Talk with Melanie Cole. For those people who struggle with varicose veins, it becomes more than cosmetic. It's a condition that can cause significant leg pain and fatigue and really affect your self-esteem and your daily lifestyle. My guest today is Dr. Aaron Schwab. He's a general surgeon with Stoughton Hospital. Dr. Schwab, let's start with a little lesson. What are varicose veins and how do they differ from spider veins? Hi, Melanie. Thanks for having me on. Um, So, yeah, so varicose veins are basically veins that are dilated. That's really what the definition is. And the difference between a varicose vein and a spider vein is the spider veins are the very tiny little, almost like capillary veins. They're, they're, uh, they look more like a spider web. That's why they're called spider veins. Whereas the varicose veins are those larger veins that are kind of bulging through the skin. Uh, they kind of have a rope, rope-like consistency. So that's the difference between those two. And when we are noticing those as we get older and and we've been standing or we've had babies, all of these reasons that we start to notice those varicose veins and or the spider veins starting to pop mm-hmm. up, what are some of the main causes? And are these mostly something that happen in women or do men get them too? Uh, yeah, so we see them both in women and men, um, and really the cause of it is that our the veins in our legs we have we have two systems of veins. We have what we call a superficial system and a deep system, and the way the blood gets from our feet back up to our heart is it travels up these superficial veins, which then connect into the deep veins, and then the deep veins carry the blood back to the heart. And these veins, because they have to fight gravity, have valves in them. And those valves are supposed to be one-way valves that only allow the blood to head back up towards the heart. But as we age, um, these valves can become leaky. And when they leak, um, they allow the blood to flow backwards in the vein. And that increases the pressure in the veins, which causes them to dilate. And then the rest of the valves, because the vein is dilating, they become all the way down the chain, they become leaky. And pretty soon, the blood is just kind of pooling down at our ankles. And that increased pressure in the in that superficial vein causes the connecting veins to dilate and get bigger. And that's where we see these varicose veins. But the other problems that we can see that are even more serious is that blood pooling down at the ankles can actually damage our skin and create ulcers. And so there's a whole spectrum that we see of symptoms from these varicose veins, ranging from just they're visible and we can see them, to they're painful, to leg swelling, to getting uh, discoloration in the skin, to getting ulcers. And it's that whole spectrum that we need to be aware of when we're taking care of patients with this problem. Is there a genetic component? Dr. Schwab, if your mother had them or your grandmother had them, are you more likely to have them? Sure, there's some genetic component. Um, It's also, um, you know, lifestyle and occupational. So meaning that if you are someone who is standing on their feet all day, that obviously puts more pressure on these veins than over the years that can help contribute to the leakiness of the veins. You mentioned women uh, and pregnancy um, that um, can have effect on these veins. Um, So yeah, there's, it's really multifactorial. So then what do we do? When is it time to see 
a physician about this, Dr. Schwab, because people live with them and say, oh, it's just cosmetic. But really, they can be, as I said in the intro, really painful, cause heaviness in the legs. When is it that we t- that we look to go see somebody about them? So... Um, to, to some degree, it's it's that's a I, I'm going to have to answer that a couple different ways. So one way to look at that is to say when you start having symptoms. So so if you're actually feeling that your the veins are painful, your legs are heavy, those kind of things. That's kind of the start uh, on the early spectrum of when we can start looking at interventions and can. Consider getting your insurance company to help pay for some of those interventions because obviously that's something we all have to be aware of is is how much is this going to cost, right? So, um, to, so if you're looking to have some sort of treatment on these veins and have some help from your insurance company, they have to be causing some symptoms. Um, that being said, there are people who don't like the spider veins, which are just the, the smaller, we talked about those, the smaller spider web type veins. They don't like the appearance of those, and they would like to have these taken care of. If if you're talking about purely appearance, then that's where it falls into the cosmetic uh, side of things. Your insurance company is probably not going to reimburse you for that. But for someone who does, who's who's that's important that they don't like the the appearance of these and they would really like them taken care of, there are options, you know, for someone to to pay for themselves out of pocket to have these taken care of. So it it really depends on which angle you're looking at. Most of the patients that we're seeing at Stone Hospital are uh, ha- are having symptoms, and so our goal then is to get them in, get them treated, get their insurance company on board so that we can take care of this problem for them. Before we talk about some of the interventions you might be able to help them with, what can people do at home and do compressing stockings, compression stockings? Do they really help? What are we supposed to be doing to help? Yeah, so the the standard treatment is the compression stockings. You have that exactly right. Now, the the thing that you need to know about compression stockings is number one, you have to have the right size, and number two, you have to have the right compression. So they come in different strengths, and typically you're going to see what's called 15 to 20 millimeters of mercury, 20 to 30 millimeters of mercury, and 30 to 40 millimeters of mercury. So that is the strength of compression, and um, I can tell you that the 30 to 40 millimeters of mercury are are crazy tight. I mean, they're really hard to get on. Uh, most people don't feel they're very comfortable. The 20 to 30s are really kind of the sweet spot. That's where they're still tight. They're a little bit difficult to get on. Uh, but once people get them on, they really, most people will tell you that they make their legs feel better because what they're doing is they're keeping that blood from pooling in those veins. They're helping the blood get out of the legs so that that heaviness feeling that people get, the achiness in the veins because they're getting stretched because of the pressure, that all kind of goes away. So wearing the compression stockings is very helpful. Now, the 15 to 20s, we'll sometimes have people use those because that's the best they can do. That's all they can get on, and they will help. But if we're looking at getting insurance approval for various treatment options, they pretty most insurances do require that patients have at least tried the stockings, the 20 to 30 millimeter stockings, and worn them for about six weeks to see if they've helped. And in most patients, they're going to notice some, some improvement. Tell us about some of the interventional treatments that you might try with somebody after they've tried the compression stockings and done all of the things that you've recommended. Tell us a little bit about endovenous laser treatment. What does that even mean for someone with varicose veins? 
Sure. So, so traditionally, how this has been treated surgically was a surgeon would go in and do what's called vein stripping, um, and it was a pretty barbaric procedure. Basically, they would go in and they would literally just kind of rip that vein out, and they didn't worry about all the connections that it had. They would just kind of rip it out, and then you wrap the leg really tight, and people would get black and blue and swollen for weeks. And really, um, I mean, it worked, but it was a very barbaric treatment. So fortunately, now we have a better option, and that is um, ablation. And basically what ablation means is that we're going to seal the vein. We're not removing it. We're just going to seal it so that um, the, the blood can't pool in that vein anymore. And the way I explain it to patients is that these veins that we're ablating, um, you consider them like the highway. So that's where the main highway is the easiest pathway for the blood to go back to the heart. So if we seal it, now the blood can't go up that highway. So it basically has to take the detour. So now it's going to be forced to go through a lot of the other littler branches. And those branches, because they haven't um, been used as much, the valves are typically still intact. And so the little country roads off the highway, the, the, the blood can get back to the heart and it has the valves and everything are still working. So that's how the ablation works. And there's two ways that you can do ablation. There's something called radio frequency ablation, which basically uses uh, the radio frequency or radio wave technology to create heat, which then seals the vein. Or what we offer at Stone Hospital is the laser ablation, which is just like it sounds. It's a little laser fiber that we put into the vein that creates heat and seals the vein. Um, and that procedure is an outpatient procedure, literally done through a needle poke. So there's no cuts, there's no incisions or stitches. It's just a little needle poke. You're awake when we do it. It's it's relatively painless, um, and you can leave, walk out that day, and resume your normal activity very quickly. Within a day or so, you're back to your normal activity. Wow. So are these veins able to come back? Will they come back in a collateral fashion? What happens afterwards? Well, so the, the laser treatment, and instantly the, the laser treatment and radiofrequency ablation, there's really not much difference. It's just kind of a preference of whatever technology you want to use. But um, they're about 98% effective. So it's not 100%, and by that I mean there's about a 2% chance that that vein could reopen up. Um, but 98% is, is, is pretty good. Um, so uh, the answer is yes, they can come back. We do monitor patients after we do this. So, for example, we'll bring them back three to six months after we've done the ablation to ultrasound them to make sure that that vein is still sealed. Um, and if it's not, then we can consider doing it again. It's something that can be repeated. Um, but in general, it, it works very well to seal that vein. And then what happens is those varicose veins that are coming off of that main highway, those veins now don't have the, the pressure, so they're going to shrink, and those varicose veins will become much less visible. Um, if you have an ulcer, you know, in your leg related to venous insufficiency, that ulcer, the studies show, will heal 50% faster, and you'll be 50% less likely to have that ulcer come back at a later date if you've done this vein ablation. So it's a very useful treatment. Wow, what a great description. So understandable. You're such a good educator. Dr. Schwab, wrap it up for us. What would you like people who who notice that they're starting to get varicose veins or maybe they're already a little bit more advanced and they're starting to really affect their daily life and how easy this procedure can be and your great success rate? 
Right. So how I would wrap it up is, is um, number one, something that they can do on their own is they certainly can go get these stockings. These stockings are more accessible than, than ever. You can find them on Amazon. They tell you how to measure yourself. So you can pick up these stockings for, you know, about $20 and start wearing them and see if they help. And for many people, they may decide that that's all they need. Um, if if they feel that they need more, um, they can look us up at, at Stoughton Hospital. Um, and the first step is a, is a screening test. And it's an ultrasound screening test to evaluate the veins to see if the valves are leaky. And if the valves are leaky at that point, then uh, we would go forward with getting insurance approval for that procedure if you wanted to, to uh, pursue that. So, um, And then certainly I would mention for our patients with wounds, if you have an ulcer on your leg that's not healing, um, it, most of the ulcers we see on the legs that are not healing are related to this venous insufficiency or this high pressure in the veins. And, you know, look again, look us up at Stone Hospital. We have a wound clinic where we're seeing these patients and we're screening them for the venous insufficiency and then taking them on to the next steps in treatment. Great information. Dr. Schwab, as always, you are an excellent guest. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your expertise and explaining something that people suffer from, and they sometimes suffer in silence, but they really don't have to. So thank you again for clearing all of that up for us. This is Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. For more information, please visit StoughtonHospital.com. That's StoughtonHospital.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in today.